Now, for the show that brings combat sports stories to life from the great state of Ohio, this is Forged in Ohio. Hello, everyone, and welcome on in to episode 59 of Forged in Ohio. My name is Jake Murrin, and I'm the host of the podcast. I've been welcoming a lot of fighters, as you all know, on the show lately who are competing on the highly anticipated Cage Thunder 25 card on December 16th. While the focus remains the same today, but I'm not going to be joined by a fighter. He first joined me on episode 40 of Forged in Ohio, and I couldn't think of anyone better to talk about the Canton Civic Center show than the promoter of Cage Thunder himself, Randy Jarvis. Thanks for coming on the show for the second time, Randy, and welcome back to Forged in Ohio. Hey, Jake. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming back on. So last time you joined me, you had reached out to clear the air on certain things in the Ohio MMA space. I know I was the one to reach out this time, but do we have anything to clear the air about this time around? No, I don't think so. I think um, I think with the fights that we have for December 16th, I think the best guys are fighting each other in, in, in the, you know, in Ohio and surrounding states. And I couldn't be happier. I just, you know, I think if we all work together in this Ohio MMA community, I think we're, it's going to be a better place for everybody. Yeah. Good to hear, man. I know this civic center date has been known for a while now, and there's been so much anticipation leading up to the event. Is it wild that perhaps the biggest event in the promotions history is now here just a week or so away? Yeah, it comes, it comes quick. I feel like it's been a whirlwind since you and I spoke, and I believe it was June, July of this summer, we've had, you know, our August show, our September show, November, and now here we are at December, which is our, you know, our Super Bowl, so to speak, and and uh, the lineup is set, and everyone is healthy at, at this point, knock on wood, you know, I know it's a big training week for everybody, but hopefully everyone can can stay healthy through the week and, and uh, make weight, you know, come next Friday. Would you say this is the biggest event in the promotions history so far? Yes, by by a landslide, Jake. I I, I would go on on record and say that this is the biggest MMA show that's happened in the state of Ohio, arguably since UFC came for Stipe. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a big event. How many people do you expect to be in attendance for Cage Thunder Twenty Five? I'm I'm guessing there's going to be 1,500 on the low end and 2,500 on the high end. It just kind of depends on what the walk-up is. I know a lot of people have been a little reluctant to purchase tickets through Ticketmaster just due to all the fees. So um, I know we're getting heavy traffic on the site, and people just aren't pulling the trigger uh, in regards to the tickets. But I feel like, you know, we're going to have 1,500 in there uh, at, at minimum. And for reference, how many people do you guys usually get for an event at the Chaparral Center where you put on tons of events in the promotions history? Uh, usually there's eight to 900 sold tickets and probably 1,000 to 1,100 people in, in that little small building. Wow. So 15 times the amount you're expecting for Cage Thunder 25. Yes. Yeah, that is incredible. I know most fans who are probably attending this show or watching or listening to this right now might not think this way, but something I think about when it comes to doing a show in a bigger arena is some of the challenges and promotional materials inside the venue as they're all on such a bigger scale, right? Can you talk about some of the logistics of the event that you and the Cage Thunder team, of course, went through to make this the best event possible for fans? 
Yeah, I think the best thing that happened to us in Millersburg was that we had a little test run of going on the road. So the uh, the logistics of things and just having the team in place to be able to take off work on Friday, it's asking a lot of, uh, of you know, members of the of the Cage Thunder team to uh, plan and coordinate. And there's a lot that goes into it. And it just can't be done by myself. It has to be done by an army of people. And I feel like we what we've got out of that is um, that we can do it. You know, we can go anywhere and we're prepared and plan to go wherever, you know, anywhere in the state at this point. Besides just booking the card itself with the fighters that you have on Cage Thunder 25, what was the biggest challenge in terms of getting the Canton Civic Center dates and making sure that you do run such a great event on December 16th? The the biggest challenge is always the same, Jake. It's always getting the fighters to sign the contracts and to show up and fight and be on weight. That is, it, it doesn't matter if it's a 500-seat venue or a 5,000 seat venue. It's, it's always going to be the same. And it's always about the fighters just, you know, honoring um, their contracts and, and showing up and, and putting on a show. Now, you think fighters would die for an opportunity like this to fight at Cage Thunder 25 in front of such a big crowd, especially if they're an amateur or, uh, you know, young pro fighter. Does that worry lessen any, knowing that this is such a big event and these fighters want to compete on this card as much as they should? Absolutely, yeah. So with the, with the guys that we have on, I think with the, on the pro side of things, it's always a little easier. You uh, you're paying the pros. Um, obviously, they, they're, they're professional athletes and you expect them to fulfill, you know, all their medicals and to show up on weight and be professional in every aspect. So, yes. And then when there's title fights, very rarely will you see a title fight fall out unless, you know, barring an injury, which which can happen. Um, but, yeah, we feel pretty good about about everyone that uh, we have on the card showing up and being there. I know fighters experience nerves ahead of a fight, but as a promoter who's about to put on such a big event, do you have any nerves ahead of December 16th? Or is that all focused on, like you said, these fighters making weight, being injury free and being able to compete on December 16th? You know, for me, I I never try to make the stage any bigger. I try to treat the debut uh, amateur MMA fighter the same as I would treat a Julian Lane or Xavier Nash. I, I don't try to put too much pressure on it when it comes to um, being myself. You know, I'm always going to be myself and just try to put on the best event I can do wherever it may be. Um, I, I don't add any pressure. Of course, there's there's uh, you know financial pressure when it comes to putting on big events, but I always try to stay within myself and and you know rely heavily on my team. Um, it's a uh, you know, you got to use decentralized command when it comes to this because there's a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts and I just can't do it myself. I'm not sure if you're a reflective type of person, but do you imagine a moment either before, potentially during or after KH Thunder 25 where emotions may come out as you've seen how far this family run promotion has come? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Yes, Um for sure, without a doubt, uh, there will be a lot of family members in attendance and a lot of family members that work for me. And, you know, my son, he's eight years old. He's never been to an event. He knows what I do. 
he knows all these things and he always comes to the venues before the show. But I think he is going to be present for this one and sit at the cage with me and kind of take it all in. So I'm, I'm super excited for that, just to have him be a part of, of what, you know, I was a part of as a kid and kind of him to take the next step and, and be a part of, you know, the cage thunder family, so to speak. Yeah, that's incredible. And what a first event to sit cage side for, for your son, cage thunder 25 at the can civic center show, right? Yes. No, don't get any bigger than this. <laughs> Absolutely. Once again, this is Randy Jarvis with us on forged in Ohio. All right, let's get into the card itself. Now, Julian, let me bang lane is fighting in the main event. That was the plan initially when he won his fight at cage thunder 23, right? Book him in the main event at the can civic center. Yeah, we were, we were a little worried with, uh, with Julian taking the bare knuckle fight, uh, for multiple reasons. He you know, it, being injured and, and cut, uh, which happens a ton in bare knuckle, uh, was was a big concern. And also with him getting the wind, we we didn't know if he was just going to move on to bigger and better things, which uh, we would have understood totally. You know, bare knuckle is they pay their fighters handsomely as they should because those guys uh, go through you know fight wars in, in that promotion. But just to have him back is is great. And you talk about you know, what were, why, why, or why, you know, what, what, what am I doing here as a promoter? And it's, it's building relationships with guys like Julian Lane and, and his family and people that he's brought to the table. It's just been, it's been awesome all the way around. Yeah, and I have heard that firsthand too, having all these fighters who have fought for Cage Thunder on the show, they talk about how great of a promotion Cage Thunder is, but in Julian's case, I know I just asked you about nerves, how nervous were you watching his bare knuckle fight knowing that something could happen to where you might not be able to book him for Cage Thunder 25? You know, I was, I did, there was no nerves um, in, in that regard, I, I knew, you know, that God had a plan and, and he had a plan for the promotion, had a plan for Julian and and here we are, you know, a week away from the show. I know this will get released on Monday. It'll be fight week. So there was no nerves, but it was great to see him perform. I think he is just like really peaking right now as a fighter. Um, just being in there, the guy that he fought was extremely tough. And the patience that he showed from some of his earlier uh, bare knuckle fights. He's a real fighter. I think God, you know, creates us to do a lot of things, but he created Julian Lane to be a, a fighter, man. He's a warrior, and he's a special type of guy. You say he's peaking now, and I completely agree with you having spoken to him last week. Isn't it crazy that a man at, I think, 36 years old, this far into his competing career, you know, back in tough season 16, right now, 2023, is actually peaking? Yeah, it, it's no surprise. I think when it comes to MMA, I, I feel like, uh, you know, early thirties, mid thirties is where guys do start to hit, hit their stride. And there's just a lot to it. There's a lot of development mentally, physically that goes into this and a lot of learning with all the martial arts that you have to learn and, and, and develop. Um, so I'm not surprised. I'm all, I, you know, getting back to the age, I'm surprised that the state is so string, you know, strict when it comes to uh, fighters that are 35 and over, in my opinion, I, I feel like, you know, these pros are sometimes at the peak of their career at 35. Yeah, good point, too. So Julian's fighting Xavier Nash out of Ontario, Canada. Was it difficult to find him an opponent or how did you end up finding Xavier Nash? No, it, it wasn't difficult. You know, 
Scott Corbin, my matchmaker, was able to to locate Xavier. Um, and the process has been simple. Um, you know, you answer a host of questions, uh, primarily what what is the pay going to be? And then you just go from there. You start to you get the medicals taken care of. You get the hotel set up, all the travel plans. And no, it's been it's been great. He's a he's a true pro um, in a lot of ways. Um, he, I know he fights out of top team Niagara. And, you know, those guys are, are experienced and they know, they know the game inside and out. So uh, it's been it's been great. No, it wasn't. I didn't have to sell the fight at all. Um, they put the trust in us. And, and, you know, here we are with the, with the, the main event. Is it a relief when you don't have to sell fights like that? It is a relief. Yes, <laughs> we haven't we haven't really had to sell too many of the fights uh, that are on the card. I, you know what? Honestly, we didn't have to sell any of them. I think the best ones, the best want to fight the best. And I think when you have a, a card with eight, uh, eight professional bouts, um, I think you're separating yourself as a promotion. Yeah, absolutely. And with Xavier Nash coming out of Canada, I feel like that's a common theme, at least in the pro fights for Cage Thunder 25. You certainly have a lot of fighters out of Ohio on the card, but there are certainly guys competing from many different states. Is that a credit to the promotion? And of course, you mentioned him, your matchmaker, Scott Corbin, for putting all this together. Uh, I All credit to Scott. When it comes to these out-of-state guys, all credit to Scott and his reach. We probably put pen to paper Shortly after you and I uh, did this podcast in the summer, when it came to who, you know, forecasting who we wanted uh, on the show, uh, the marquee names, and um, it wasn't very difficult to uh, to get these guys and, and to get the, you know, get the matchups that we wanted. Yeah, and back then you talked about having X amount of amateur title fights, X amount of pro fights for this event at the Canton Civic Center. If I showed you the fight card, what it became all the way back then for episode 40, would you be happy with how it turned out? Very happy. It's better than it's better than than I expected by a landslide. I mean, there is there's a lot of, you know, I think we have three three pro fights that are all debut guys but have a very good amateur career. Um it's just it's there's going to be some highly competitive fights and um i think there's going to be some some big it's going to be a, very entertaining to the fans uh even you know even the casual fans so to speak yeah, absolutely. The The main event is one of eight pro bouts at Cage Thunder 25. I'm not sure where to start here, but there are a lot of guys who have joined me on Forge in Ohio fighting on both the pro and amateur side of things. What fight or fights stick out to you when you look at the pro side of things for Cage Thunder 25? Well, obviously, um, I think that the main event is the is the marquee matchup of the night. Um, but you got you got Mo Miller, who is a uh, Camp McKinley grad. Um, a Notre Dame of Ohio college wrestler um, fighting in his hometown. I think there's going to be a very big turnout for him uh, returning to us. Uh, I believe he fought in Cage Thunder 5. I don't know off the top of my head, but um, just having Mo back, he's a great athlete. Um, and his stand-up has improved so much just looking back at some of his recent fights. Um, he's, he, his kickboxing is, is good. Um, I'm excited for that one. Um, we got James Pfeiffer, who's a local um, professional fighter who has fought the who's who's uh, in the state, fighting uh, Jeremiah Scott, who's also um, a bare knuckle 
fighter that just just came off a win recently in bare knuckle uh coming up from myrtle beach south carolina uh it's been great dealing with him i know he's ex- he's really excited to to bring his team up here and and show show what he can do happy to land lucas mast and um tyler collins from our november show they were the they was were the two winners of our pro fights and having those guys on board is great i think a lot of people got to see both of them perform and they're excited to see them compete against each other. Um, I think it's a very evenly matched fight. Uh, you got John Cunningham uh, out of Strong Style fighting uh, Jaden Talker. And I think Jaden is from Demolition Fight Team, I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, who has fought for Cage Thunder uh, on multiple occasions and had, has had some big KOs. Um, and then you got John, who's a former NFL athlete. He's an extremely skilled and gifted man and uh but jane is is no slouch you got hunter watt who has fought on the promotion on multiple occasions fighting uh logan thompson out of erie pennsylvania uh christian porter fighting uh brandon doyle out of the washington dc area um christian actually i recruited him to work for uh, my company this year so i've got to know him well and see him on a weekly basis and kind of see pick his brain on training and everything like that so i know he's you know a super talented guy that's going to be uh prepared and ready um he's working with jeffrey pelton on a daily basis and 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 jeffrey was a great pro fighter himself so he's passing on everything that he can to christian and uh really excited to see him and then you got charles payne and and and, uh, nate davies um finish it well that'll be the very first pro fight of the night and charles is from strong style you've he he's been a guest on the show um i'm not sure if nate has i don't think nate has but nate has fought for us uh in the past and i've watched nate basically come up uh you know from the his amateur days so we're we're excited across the board there's uh there's no fights i think the sleeper fight the sleeper pro fight of the night is going to be cuttingham versus talker yeah, I think that's a great fight, and I think there's a lot to break down there with the pro card. I want to ask about Lucas Mast and his fight on December 16th. Before that, was it a stressful time booking him in the main event at Cage Thunder 24 as it seemed like he had a carousel of opponents leading all the way up to the fight? Yeah, so Lucas is, has been our most difficult fighter to pair, um, to match. We've done this a handful of times with him, and it's it's been difficult. And it's easy to say, have a plan A, have a plan B, and even put fighters on retainer. But it's you know you you talk about the stress of of, of fights. Um, that's my biggest stressor. You know, I got a call Tuesday night, so Wednesday morning at about one thirty in the morning with his opponent backing out after flights have been booked medicals have been paid for by the promotion and he's a no you know a no-go and this is a talented 2-0 pro fighter you just don't expect that but you know lucas has been he's been difficult to match so credit to uh tyler collins man he um he's been great to work with uh from day one so it was just Hey, let's just turn and burn on this one. You know, we don't know. I think our next pro am will be um, March 30th. So um, I just told them the timeline, and I'm like, well, hey, we're not going. We're not going to do a pro show until March 30th. 
let's just, you know, get you, you're already ready. You don't have to get ready. So let's just do it. Yeah, I was going to ask if that fight was a no-brainer fight to make after both guys picked up first-round submission wins at Cage Thunder 24. Sounds like they were both game, and you guys made the fight happen. Yeah, it was a no-brainer. Um, it didn't take much convincing. Um, they uh, they are both deserving of the matchup, and uh, I think both of them, it's, a, it's just a pivotal fight in both of their careers. Um, you know, picking up the win is huge here uh, because if you look at the card, there's there's several fighters within this card that, you know, they're going to have eyes on each other and they're going to have the eyes of the state and surrounding states, that, you know, the MMA community watching to see, um, and you know, and want to fight them down the road. There are two pro fights where both fighters are making their pro debut. You mentioned them. It's Nate Davies versus Charles Payne and Hunter Watt taking on Logan Thompson. I feel like you can't truly know what to expect out of pro debut fights. Sure, you have their amateur experience, but as we all know, the pro scene is a whole new ball game. Does that add some extra excitement to the fight card? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, the lights are going to be bright at the Civic Center December 16th, and you just never know how someone's going to perform on that stage. Some people rise to the occasion, and some people, you know, they don't. So we're going to find out, you know, we're going to find out who who the real fighters are. And, and, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think the moment will be too big for any of them. I know this might be a silly question, but does, as the the promoter, does the team or anything like that, do you do anything to help these fighters calm down and not fall subject to the stage of the Canton Civic Center? I know it might be more so the fighter themselves and their fight team, but does the promotion do anything to help that? No, I don't think so. I think that we, as a promotion, we try to control everything that we can control, um, whether it be a chaparral's or American Legion or wherever it may be, uh, the stage is, it, we're going to treat the fighters this exactly the same way. The, uh, the, the lights and the, the smoke might be bigger and, you know, things might be louder in there, but the cage is exactly the same. It's 22 by 22 and fighters are going to fight. I don't think I, I, from a, the team will, the, the fighters teams, they, they take care of them and, and we try to stay out of the way. It's not our responsibility to uh, be in their ear and try to calm them down. They've already prepared for this their whole lives. Yeah, definitely. And for the amateur side of things, there will be four amateur title fights of all of them. I'm circling one for potential fight of the night. You said you had a sleeper for fight of the night on the pro side of things. Do you care to take a guess at which one I'm about to name here for the amateur fights? Yeah, I think so. Your your sleeper or fight of the night? My potential fight of the night for the amateur title fights. I am going to say I have two in mind, but I'll I'll say uh, Devin Watkins versus Canyon Tackett. That's definitely one of them, but mine is uh, Garrett Hershberger fighting Chase Archangelo. That's my second one, yeah. That was my second one. I think that's going to be a really, really good fight. Yeah, so those two, why are those two potential fight of the nights? I know, personally, Garrett Hershberger fighting Chase Archangelo, both those guys are just brawlers in the cage. I think that's going to be very exciting, but you also mentioned Devin Watkins, Canyon Tackett. Why are those two fights that people should really be eyeing? Well, I think... um... Well, let's just start with Garrett and uh, Chase. They're both 4-0, both, you know, well-put-together guys. They, they bring, you know, they put their lives on the line when it comes to getting in there. They're not scared to exchange. I think uh, 
you know, when it comes to Garrett, I feel like uh, Garrett has been in a little tougher personally than than Chase. But Chase is a is a you know a Division One rest you know co- collegiate wrestler that you know probably just hasn't been able to get the matchups and the, the the tough fights at this point in his career because nobody wants to fight him and I don't blame him. I think the AJ McCann's fight for Garrett was extremely important because I I didn't realize how talented of a wrestler that AJ was. Not not taking anything away. There's a difference between a, a super talented high school wrestler than there is a you know a D1 collegiate wrestler. So it's a whole different world. Um, but I don't think the moment will be too big for Garrett. Uh, it definitely won't be too big for Chase. Um, both coming from you know very respectable gyms, Route 250 and Strong Style. Um, I think it's gonna yeah I think it's gonna be fireworks. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. And then the other one, Devin Watkins and Canyon Tackett at lightweight. We both called Devin a star last time you were on the show, and I've never heard a local MMA event get as loud as when that man is knocking people out in the cage. But he has a tough test ahead of him in Canyon Tackett, right? Yeah, Canyon uh, is an extremely tough fighter. He's you know he's super athletic. He's got a gas tank. Um, I just watched Canyon's fight with Mo Miller, which he took the loss, but it was a, it was a highly competitive fight. I think Devin has been a little more active than Canyon in the in, 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 within the last you know 18 months. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great fight. I just think uh, this fight can go so many different ways. You know, you're just gonna be sitting on the edge of your seat, just wondering, is Devin gonna catch him with a big punch, which changes everything? And he's got the power to uh, to hurt people. When he touches people, they react different. And not every fighter is blessed with that type of punching power. Uh, however, Canyon is is a great jujitsu uh, guy. He can he can do it all on the ground. He's super dangerous. I think uh, I, I'm blessed as a promotion to feel to have Canyon come back and fight for us. You know, for this show, um, he uh, he fought you know a handful of fights for us early in his career and moved moved to a different promotion. So we're just really happy to have him back. But it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good fight. I think game plans are you know you're gonna have to stick to that game plan when it comes to uh, the fight on Saturday. It's 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 gonna be good. Yeah, you mentioned sitting on the edge of your seat. I'm questioning how long people are going to be sitting on their seat for that fight, knowing that a finish could come at any time, especially in the first round there in the Devin Watkins fight. But saying that Devin has that punch power that just people react differently to, how often do you see that in a fighter, especially on the amateur side of things? That has to be pretty rare. It is rare. Yeah, it is rare. But anybody that's ever fought knows it, even from sparring people. There's just certain people that have this certain leverage that that can really crack. Uh, And it doesn't matter how big your muscles are. Uh, None of that matters. It's just it's a God given it's just a phenomenon in a, in a way it's, 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 it's weird, but, but people that know it, people in the game, they know it and he's got it uh, because when he hits people, they react different. Um, I don't think it's a fear factor. I don't, all the opponents that he's fought are, are all tough guys. So it's not one of those things. that's real. Uh, when, when he touches you, it is, uh, it's scary. And can you withstand it? Yeah, exactly. That's the question that's going to be answered on Saturday night. Watkins is one of three victory MMA fighters competing in amateur title fights on December 16th. The others being Luke McMurtry and Brandon Bilt are two solid fighters and what I'm sure will be great fights as well. What are your thoughts on those two other amateur title fights? 
Yeah, I think, well, you got, uh, so Luke uh, will be fighting um, the Indiana uh, number one ranked uh, contender at the 145 weight class, um, who is six and one, five and one. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Uh, and then Luke is five and oh. And, and, you know, I always tell Luke, I said, all you do is win, my man. And it's true. Uh, he finds a way to, to, you know, to pull out the victory. Uh, you also have James Dennis is also fighting for victory as well. Uh, super heavyweight so four four victory guys from canton which is great you know fighting in 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 their hometowns um but yeah with the luke fight i think it's always great when you have uh i don't always i don't know i really never put too much stock in the rankings because i believe sometimes you see the rankings and i personally feel like certain guys are better than other guys you know sometimes i'm a little partial to guys that i've actually seen in person but um it's always exciting and fun when you have a number one versus a number one. Yeah, and that's a, a good selling point too, right? Number one from another state traveling to Canton to fight your number one in Ohio. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully, you know, we, we get the, you know, these guys go back to their home states and let them, let, you know, let all the, all the people know that Cage Thunder does a great job for fighters and they take care of fighters. And uh, it's a great promotion to fight for. Yeah, and then the other amateur title fight that we haven't touched on, Brandon Bilter. I think he it's his third crack at the Bantamweight Championship. And then David Music coming out of Demolition. He's had a great career so far. What do you make of that fight? Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, with uh, with Brandon, he's been in really tough in these first two title fights. I thought the, uh, the title fight against Branson Price was extremely close. I thought he just... He, uh, it, he, you know, Brandon was a, is a, was a little bit of a slow starter in that fight, um, but he really got it going. He had an excellent third round. And if that fight w- w- was to go five rounds, I don't know who would have came out victorious in that one. Um, I'm glad that the state changed the rules when it comes to uh, coming off of how many wins. I know uh, that Brandon is um, one in three in his last, uh, last three fights, but he has, you know, he's five and two. Uh, he's been in with some really tough guys, so why not give him another crack at it? He deserves it, and he looked great in his last performance. And, and with David, I've never, I've personally, I've never seen David. Um, I, I, I know he comes from a great fight team, uh, great coaches, um, but I've never seen him, so I'm really excited. I've heard his name uh, several, uh, you know, on several occasions, and I think I've, we possibly have tried to get him at some point. It just didn't work out, but we got him now, and, and he's got a great opponent in front of him, so it should be exciting. Yeah, he absolutely does. Talking with Randy Jarvis, the promoter of Cage Thunder here on Forged in Ohio. Just a few more minutes with you. You said last time that the promotion's goal is to become the number one promotion in the state of Ohio. I know it takes much more than one show to achieve that goal, but with what you've done lately, going to Millersburg for Cage Thunder 24 and then putting on the biggest event in the promotion's history right after at the Canton Civic Center, how much has the recent success and what you're expecting out of Cage Thunder 25 contributed to that? goal well i think you know with having so the the december show will be our seventh show for the year um i think when it comes to the output from the promotion i don't think uh any other promotion locally is is putting on as many shows as as we are but it all comes down to giving the the best fights and getting getting the best fights you know for the fans and you have to get the you have to get the pro fights you uh we're going to have tons of fighters in our stable moving forward that are going to be turning pro in the near future. Um, so we have to continue to just 
you know, eyes on the prize. I mean, I know everything, all the focus is on December, but my mind is, you know, already thinking, projecting for, for 2025, uh, or excuse me, 2024 for, um, you know, our February 17th show, our March 30th date, our May date. So we're just looking to, um, build by going, continuing to go back to the places that we've been. So we plan to revisit Millersburg in, uh, in 2024. We plan to revisit the civic center to, to close out 2024. And also I'd like to, I, I'd like to throw a show in, in Cleveland, like in the flats area, you know, fight night in the flats was always a big, a big deal in, in local. Ohio. I would like to, uh, I would like to come back there. I guess with 2024 right around the corner, how much have you thought about what the next calendar year could mean for Cage Thunder in terms of just growth and the promotion? Yeah, you know, when it when it comes to growth, you I always have to be mindful of, of, of my team because you know it's obviously it takes takes an army of people to to um, to put these shows on. So you just have to be mindful of you know their lives and their jobs, their day to days. Um, you don't want to get too aggressive with it. But again, uh, you don't want to stay stagnant. If you're not, you know, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse, so to speak. But yeah, I think um, I think great things are coming our way. I think uh, we put all all the all the pieces to the puzzle in place, and now it's just, you know, let's just keep you know keep it moving. And you said Cage Thunder 25 was your seventh event of 2023 or eighth. This will be the seventh event for this year. Seventh event. How many events do you think you'll have in 2024? Around the same amount? Yeah, around the same amount. I think we might we might dial it back to six because uh, for 2023, um, the plan was to have six and we threw in a seventh show. Um, it definitely, you know, put, puts a little strain on you uh, when it comes to uh, just putting the attention to detail to each show. Um, you don't want to overlook... Um, overlook the small things um but yeah i think uh i think we just want to put you know just keep moving forward uh stay within ourselves as as a promotion and as a team and 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 just keep uh keep doing what's best for you know the, the the fighters in the state and you mentioned going on the road more maybe another millersburg date doing a show in cleveland maybe doing another can civic center show can all that be expected next year yeah, I think so. And I, I think taking a show to a um, to the hometowns of these big ticket sellers uh, is is what we'd like to do. So, you know, we obviously keep a close eye on on guys that are, are that are moving tickets and that are popular and that are also, you know, great fighters, more importantly. But, yeah, we can you know, we have the ability to go anywhere. And I told you in the last podcast, it's my job to find these venues and secure these locations and keep putting on these bigger shows. So, you know, I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, I'll never, I'll never abandon the Chaparrales though. I love that place. I think it's a great fight venue. There's a, a rich history of, uh, of fights there since the early 2000s. So um, I, you know, I can go on record and say that, that that's our home. That's the Cage Thunder home. But uh, yeah, you know, if you're selling more tickets, you know, you can only stay at the Chaparrales so many events per year and we're going to continue to look uh, to grow and, and move to bigger and better places. Would you like to make the Canton Civic Center show a venue that becomes maybe a staple for you guys moving forward to end the year in December? Yeah, that w- that's the plan. If things go, you know, good uh, this week, 
we could possibly add an, another show there as well. So we would have two shows there for, for the year. And I know that I just read in the paper that the Civic Center is putting millions into their facilities uh, as like a renovation. So it's already a great place and it's only going to get better. And I'm a big, you know, I, I feel like the city of Canton and Stark County is getting uh, everything that's happening at the Hall of Fame and, you know, the possible casino and, and whatnot. So I feel like, you know, being down in Canton is, is the place to be. I believe in it. Yeah. And with that, many exciting things to come in the year 2024 for Cage Thunder. Before we wrap up, Randy, I always let my guests do a few shout outs or promos here at the end. I know you're a promoter, but the same applies to you. So the floor is yours here. Yeah, to my team, um, there's too many to name, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but there's just so many moving parts, and their loyalty to me and the promotion uh, has, has been great. To the to the members of my family that uh, have stuck by my side from day one and, and, and believed in me, thank you. Um, I can't thank you enough. Um, I always try to take care of people that take care of me. They've been great. Um, for tickets, just, you can get your tickets on, on the website cagethundermma.com. Uh, you can go to Ticketmaster as well. Uh, there'll be plenty of tickets at walk-up if you need them. But, you know, we'd like you to get the tickets. Uh, it, it, the earlier, the better. Um, so at a lot of our events, when it comes to general admission, it's first come, first serve. This is not the case. This is all assigned seating. So the earlier you get the tickets, even from the general uh, admission side of things, the better seat that you're going to get as, uh, as things fill up there. I have a little list here in front of me. We've already went over 2024, the futures, but I have to give a shout out to my sponsors. We have a new sponsor. Well, sponsored last show, but a new a newer sponsor, Tiger Life Energy Drink, uh, which will be uh, will feature a brand new canvas at the Civic Center with uh, the Tiger Life symbol in the center. It looks amazing. We can't wait to uh, reveal that and break that out. Um, just dealing with um, all the sponsors, um, Kristen from National Beauty has been there from day one. Ed Crow uh, from Ed's Body Shop has been there from day one. Um, Dave Yaney uh, from Commercial Cleaning has been has been with us for a couple of shows now, and now is is with with Tiger Life with Frankie uh, out of New York. It's it's just been great uh, having all these sponsors. We added a new sponsor, uh, a campground, um, Caskey's Campground, to this show. So uh, we're happy with uh, all the new sponsors and we'd like to add more. I think uh, seeing the reach that we're having and, and the shows that we're putting in, hopefully they'll put the trust in us to, to sponsor us so we can continue to get these, these bigger pros. These, these pros are, you know, it's not cheap to get them. It costs a lot of money and we can't do it just by selling tickets. We, we have to do it through sponsorships and all, all our social media posts. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a big social media guy, but, you know, please follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook. And I believe we have a TikTok now. Don't quote me on that. Um, just follow us and get that's where you're going to get all the information uh, to kind of get you excited for the show and the build up for the show. All right. Well, there you have it. Thanks again, Randy, for joining me on the show for the second time. I know life must be busy ahead of Cage Thunder 25. But before I let you go, I do ask that you help me out with the OHIO chant again to round out the show. So, OHIO. Thanks, Randy. I think I speak for many in the Ohio MMA scene when I say Cage Thunder 25 is one of, if not the best event of the year. I couldn't be looking forward to it more. And you bet we'll be talking again soon. All right, Jake. Have a good one. 
that was randy jarvis the promoter of cage thunder i know i've been heavy on the cage thunder content lately but can you really blame me with how the card turned out for the 16th it's a great card and while i expect to have some winners from the event on the show i will of course broaden my horizon back out to the entire state of ohio until i do in future episodes don't forget to continue to support the show by following at forge in ohio on instagram and facebook if you don't already and subscribe to the forge in ohio youtube channel also don't forget to download episodes on your favorite podcast platform as that helps me out more than you know thanks again for watching or tuning in i've been your host jake murin and this was forged in ohio